Listening to Session Zero, a DD podcast for new DMs who are learning to be hitmen or hit girls. I'm your host, Sean. And I'm your host, Andre. Don't you mean hit women? No, I wouldn't hit women. I'm a gentleman. This session, we're continuing our discussion on running the game, and our focus is on roleplay, going off the beaten path, and bringing the session to an end. Roleplay can be one of the most daunting aspects to consider for a dungeon master. Things like combat are rules based, so there are definite answers a set way to do it. So even though it is a little technical, there is an end point when you as D-Master will know the rules. That same comfort doesn't quite exist with roleplay because there are no set rules, only safe words. But it's best to look at this as liberating rather than anything else. Because there are no set rules, you can't get it wrong. It's up to you and your players to decide how you want to apply the roleplaying. Role-playing is the acting out of the parts of a particular character. In D&D, it occurs when the storytelling shifts from a third-person narrative to first-person perspective. Instead of, the Demulich asks the party if there is anything he can help them with, we get, What do you miserable stinking vermin want? And this invites the players to respond directly as their characters. Are you Jerry? That's King Jerry to you. Mr King Jerry, we want your left toe. No. And there we have role-play. Your player characters interact with non-player characters, or NPCs. NPCs are the barkeep, the patron, the princess, the villain, even the monsters that you put in the player's way. They're there for pushing the plot along, for comic relief, and for fighting. And they add colour, depth, and sound to your world. Using different voices helps roleplay as it signals to the player that you are in character and not the DM in that moment. A character's voice is not just about accent. It's just as important for NPCs to have a personality, or tone. Is the character angry, or calm? Do they make jokes, or are they very straight and serious? Concentrating on these aspects of voicing your characters can help take away any performance anxiety you may have about using a voice. A character's voice can also be discovered or expressed through physicality. You may choose to stand when you voice the demi to reinforce his superiority. Or you may curl your stomach into a ball to betray his twisted evil. Both techniques will alter your voice. You can also speak using different parts of your mouth or throat to create a different voice. In the beginning, only choose one or, at the most, two aspects of physicality, or accent or tone for your non-player character. When you get more comfortable, you can add more if you wish, but one or two aspects is normally enough to make an NPC pop. Another thing to consider with roleplay is how long to let it run for. Give us the toe. Leave or I'll murder you. Give us the toe. No. Give us the toe. Murder. Give us the toe. Kill. Give me the toe. Never. Please. No. Most roleplay moments have an obvious peak or decision point, and this is when the DM should decide the scene is over or at least call for an ability check. You'll get a feel for when to end a roleplay moment, and sometimes your players will do it for you. But generally, once no new information is being offered on either side, it's time to end it. Roleplay moments are often concluded with a skill check, or will have a skill check at a pivotal moment of the roleplay. Persuasion, intimidation or insight checks are often called for to determine the outcome. If the roleplaying was good with some nice character moments, or a compelling argument was made, it is encouraged to give advantage to the ability check. 
Likewise, if you think your players have misread the situation or offended the NPC, you might impose disadvantage on the roll. Whenever you do impose advantage or disadvantage on a roll, a good DM clearly makes sure the players knows why the condition was imposed. This is very important for building trust and consistency at the table. No matter how well you have prepared for your adventure, you're most likely going to need to have some emergency NPCs. You will not be able to protect when Ruby Tea Leaf is going to have a bad hair day and need a stylus. A good rule of thumb is to have one or two other NPCs prepared, with names and race that you can quickly call upon if needed. Role playing can involve a lot of thinking on your feet, but as DM, you know more about the world than your players. You've done preparation, and this will help you know how to react when the unexpected happens. If you give us the toe, I'll sing you a song. Mm. Alright, but you have to use Sombrero downstairs as your backup singer. That guy is just fantastic. A tear falls down Ruby's face. Don't worry, King Jerry. This one's for him. Phone rings in the middle of the night. My father's here's when you're gonna live your life right. Oh, Daddy, please, I'm just, we're just the fortunate ones. But girls just wanna have fun. Oh, no. uh, uh, roll with disadvantage. Oh, girls just wanna him. And what they really want. With disadvantage, you're gonna have to run for. A check, you can just roll with disadvantage. Um, Ruby rolled two ones. The performance is not good. Wait, wait, uh, Ruby is a halfling and is lucky. She can re-roll ones. What the hell? That's two more ones! Yeah, even the dice didn't like it. The performance is so bad, Demi lets Jerry's ears start to bleed. Bleed! Stop! Stop! You can have it! The Demi Lich takes off his boot and bites off his own toe and throws it at Ruby. Ew. It bounces off her head and bounces to the floor. Get out! I never want to hear that awful sound again! Get out! Thank you. Kevin, pick up the toe. Why me? Why can't Mashalot do it? That's Mr. Sir Mashalot to you, and you know why, Kevin. Now, come on, let's hurry up. We don't know what that toe fungus is going to do to my cubicles. This could end my career, Kevin. Going off the beaten track is a reality in D&D, and something you should be mentally prepared for. If the story goes off the rails, don't be too concerned. Going off the beaten rails is not a bad thing. It's a sign of players taking ownership of the story. If players take the time to diverge from the given path to have a moment, or to do something funny, or to confess their undying love for an NPC they just met on a party boat, those moments should be acknowledged. They are important enough to the player, so maybe they should be enough to you. Your players are going to test their limits. They're going to see what this game allows them to do, while also testing the DM. It's not out of malice or anything negative, they've just never played something like this before, and they want to explore the limits. This will happen during roleplay, combat, and all other aspects of D&D. And the truth is, the limits are the ones you set as a dungeon master. Don't be afraid to experiment with your players. Give them and yourself that space to breathe. Maybe your session was supposed to look like something else, but your players have made it their own. Enjoy that. That is the magic of playing D&D. Dungeons and Dragons are built on three main pillars. Combat, roleplay, and exploration. The first two we've covered in the last two sessions, but we've yet to really speak about exploration. To us, exploration encompasses exploring characters and NPCs, exploring rooms and towns and cities and dungeons, as well as exploring the world at large. 
to explore, players need to be given the freedom to choose what they want to explore and how they want to explore it. So, as a DM, you should allow for that in your session. At some point, you will look up and find a few hours have gone by and it's time to end the session. Some story beats are better to finish on than others. Ideally, you want to finish a session at the end of an encounter or just before you start a new one. Finishing a session halfway through a conversation or combat is not the best. The session will feel unsatisfying and the beginning of the next session will feel awkward, but there will be a natural end point. It doesn't always need to be a cliffhanger, but a nice clean cut is best. Simply announce that you are going to end the session there and the whole table will relax and settle. And you have done it. At this stage, you have DM'd your first session. We guarantee it will not have gone as you intended or thought. There will be mistakes and things you want to improve, but there will also be fun and funny moments too. Remember those, as this is what you're going to be building on. Take a quiet note of your players' reactions, but we'll get more into what happens now in our next session. Was it good for you? Was it good for you? You've been listening to Session Zero, a D&D podcast for gentlemen and gentle girls. I've been your host, Andre. And I've been your host, Sean. Only four? You've been married four times? No, I was only married once. But I do have three husbands and a wife. <laughs> four times. Don't be ridiculous. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah.